You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at DragonCon 2018. Hi, everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. This um, panel is White Walkers, Wargs, and Weirwoods. Oh, my. Uh, so it's a Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones panel. Um, and honestly, I, I will say, like, if you haven't uh, seen through the last season of the show or and or read the books, you might not want to be in here because we're probably going to be doing quite a bit of theorizing and whatnot, which is kind of what kind of comes with the uh, with the territory when you're talking, especially about the weirwoods. Um, so my name is Tara. <clears throat> I'm sorry about any coughing or clearing of the throat. I've pretty much lost my voice at this point. Uh, I'm the moderator. And uh, the way I run these things is I'm going to introduce myself, have them introduce themselves. We'll kind of start the discussion rolling. But um, I like to pull from the audience. So make sure you have some questions and or thoughts to give us to help stimulate the discussion. Um, so I am uh, an author and uh, I can be found across the web at A Geek Saga and I founded and organized Ice and Firecon, which was the first ever Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire convention in uh, the U.S. So um, we'll start at the end. Go ahead, honey. Hi, I'm Rebecca. Online, I go by Chewbecca um, or Chewbecca Cosplay. That's where you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm a cosplayer and in general just a sci-fi fantasy enthusiast, so I'm super excited to be on this panel today to talk about magic. Uh, I'm Andrew Dudeski. I'm oh, is this long? okay. Yeah, I'm Andrew Dudeski, co-host of the Stats Check podcast, longtime um, Ice and Fire um, volunteer and attendee, and longtime DragonCon attendee. I'm Ashley. I've been uh, I'm on a podcast of Ice and Fire. We've been podcasting for over eleven years now. We're the longest running one out there. Okay, so. <clears throat> As Rebecca said, we uh, this this panel is going to be include quite a bit of magic, um, and I think we might as well just go ahead and start with White Walkers because I I think they're probably the I don't know, simplest thing out of the three of these. Uh, are they? I mean, are they? No. So we're okay. We are kind of led to believe that um, the White Walkers come from uh, at least some of them from Craster's sons. So I don't know what do you, what do you guys think about where like what their origins are and what their kind of end goal end game might be. Uh, well, in the show, we definitely we get that scene um, where they turn that first man <laughs> into the White Walker. Um, well, I guess he's the Night King. I don't know if that'll play out the same way in the book, but you definitely get the feeling that the children of the forest are involved with that. As far as White Walkers in general, I definitely feel like they have some sort of society that has not been explored yet. There's definitely more to them than just zombie killers that hasn't been explored yet. I don't know if the show will get to that level um, of specificity, but I feel like the books, you'll probably get a lot more of that. Yeah, I definitely agree with um, Rebecca. It it seems like, especially in the show, it's sort of a kill all humans sort of thing going on. But there's definitely got to be a twist there and a turn as to their objective, whether that be to um, effectuate a certain prophecy or certain end results. That's yet to be seen. Yeah, I I believe there are definitely there are another race of beings. There are many races on uh, in Westeros and Essos, like the most obvious being children of the forest. But like in the other parts of the world, there are other races out there. So I think that they are 
um, an, a race. And but the other thing that gets um, really interesting is like the Night King. He was the thirteenth Lord Commander, so mm -hmm. that was after the wall was built. So there's there's been lots going on. They've got a society going on well before mm -hmm. the Night King ever came into play, and. He was originally human too, so there's a huge question there. But I've been wondering too. Um, I feel like there is some sort of revenge thing going on. Um, that's kind of the vibe I get. And lately, I've been—I don't have a theory per se, but just pondering over the pact and things like that, and whether there is some sort of agreement that has been forgotten that they're trying to reenact or get some sort of revenge on for humans or whoever not living up to their end of the bargain. That's just an idea that's been floating around in my head. Ooh. Yeah, I've, I've honestly never really, like, I, I haven't really thought about them all that much um, because I, I, there's so little that's given about them in the books. And what we see in the show is, again, just kind of like a, a drop in the ocean of what's probably there. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to see if they explore them at all, um, any more like any more than they already have when they do the prequels. I think they will have to necessarily because they'll have to <coughs> go back and, and enter into that history of Brand the Builder and where that came from and the pacts and agreements that might have been made way way mm -hmm. back in the day, and were just forgotten because once again history is very very unreliable in Westeros. I mean, and we know they have a language and a, a sense of humor somewhat just from the prologue of the first book. They laugh at, I can't remember his name now. Ray um, Marm. Royce. Yeah, yeah Royce. Wilmar Royce. They laugh at him, you know, when he's going to fight them. And so we know that they have, so it's not just some sort of like beehive of, of horror and killing, you know. They have some sort of end game or goal or some sort of intelligence that we don't understand yet. And, and the other thing, like, the, the show has a very distinct idea of what they look like. They're described very differently in the books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and called differently. They're, they're the others. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and all, I mean, and, and on top of that, they uh, well, what I want to know is like, are they? They're they're all, I guess, um, male. Like well, we, we never the see the yeah. right, right. But I mean, like w the way what we're seeing right now in the show, and like, mm -hmm. um, and and even in the in the books, I think it's it's vague. Like yeah. the cur the ones that are currently there, they're they're kind of all like they're all referred to. I think as he. Like in, in the in the prologue chapter, in the prologue chapter, I think they all are he's. Yeah. But because of that reference to the Night's yeah. Queen, I think they could have female. Right, and and I guess I guess I want to know like where are they? Like, well, maybe that's just on the show, but in general. Yeah. Like if you want to get into crazy theories, maybe that's part of the reason they're moving south. Maybe they've lost all their women. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. Plausible hashtag plausible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the beginning of the show, remember that there was a little girl with the, the ice blue eyes. Oh yeah, that's so okay, that's um that's a white. Those are the ones that are controlled by the white walkers. So they're they're reanimated corpses. Um and and even though they they have the blue eyes like the white walkers do, but they don't they they're they're being controlled. They're basically puppets. They don't have their own agency. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but oh, that's a good point. Going back to the whole women part, maybe that's why they're getting babies from Craster now. It's, they don't got no yeah, ladies. And, and another thing too is, how does that control work? Is it similar to like skin changing, where they're kind of, you know, is it related to warging at all, and you know that being kind of correlated with northern blood with the old gods and that sort of link there, because that's a very rare ability that we know genetically is is really only coming through the north. 
Um, even in the Targaryen line going to Blood Raven, that's because of that link to the north. Yeah. So when you made the point about the whites, when they turned everybody in hard home, those weren't white walkers, those were whites. Whites. They whites. some of the women there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's confusing. They use the terminology different in the yeah. show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the show yeah that's, that's uh, yes. Andrew just said that like a second ago, that um, in the books they're called the others. They're not really referred to... As as White Walkers, are they at all? Uh, no, or? not at all. Yeah. Okay. The books, the, so their, the whites are White Walkers. Their roles are called White Walkers. The the corpses well, they're, they they're whites, yeah. W I G H T. Yeah. No, I, I think the, the book color. they do refer to the the whites as White Walkers. Yeah. And the others oh yeah. As the others. Yeah. 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 The show confuses us. Stop well, it. Yeah. HBO. The white, white dynamic, which is also confusing. Um, um, so in the show, it was. Yeah. I think it was pretty clear that the children of forest. Uh, oh, of course, um, created the first white walker to be the enemy of humanity. So, I don't know that we're going to get an explanation in the show other than that there are killing machines designed to kill all humanity, and that is their only purpose and drive. Because that seems like there's all that there is. Um, and and the the other thing I just want to say, do you think since the first white walker created all or turned all the others, and then they in turn reanimated the whites that? they'll like all die Phantom Menace style if the Night King is taken out? I, I do think that's how they're probably going to do it in the show, and I don't think in the show we will get that much. That's my opinion. That I don't think we're going to get a lot of explanation on it. And the fact that they introduced the kill the White Walker and the one, the thralls he's controlling die, I feel like that's obviously a, some sort of setup for some final showdown in the show. I don't think the books will be like that at all. I think it'll be much more nuanced. And I, don't, I mean, we don't have the same Night's King in the book. It's just a different. We don't even. I don't even think there is a leader established in the book at all. So I definitely think it'll be it'll be different. And in the show, just time wise, they don't have enough time to establish and try to flesh out these characters other than just being a bad guy, in my opinion. And another thing to keep in mind is that uh, the Long Night took place in Essos as well. Mm -hmm. So it, it spanned it across. Hello. Hello. Oh, over here. Oh, oh. thank you. <laughs> The original theory from the books were that they were sort of some sort of dark elf because uh, they wore armor mm -hmm. that they had made and they wore swords, so they had, must have had some technology. But they were just they were just against mankind. <coughs> the dark elf was good. That was Martin's version of introducing some sort of tall, slender, anti-human thing, but in a, in a new and different way than Tolkien tells. And I don't think the show yeah. caught on to that concept at all. They just Hey, zombies are cool, and they make them, and that's all we're interested in. And, um, so they may be much more interesting in the books, but they're actual explanations. I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're they're the elves. They're the Martin's twisted elves. Yeah, I think in an interview he said that he they were supposed to be like frozen she, like the Irish she, like the other people um, in the Celtic mythology, which are definitely more like elf-like and mysterious, that kind of thing, rather than the horrific stuff we get in the show. Which both are cool. The show stuff definitely looks awesome, but it's a different vibe. And of course, he t he spins it off. He doesn't just kind of clone dark elves, you know, one for mm -hmm. one. It's Martin's take and his inspiration, as he does with many things. He pulls many different inspirations from different areas, even names from different areas, uh, yeah. regions. Yes. A question about there. You, you had a comment about they had language. Mm -hmm. um, is it possible that they don't and they just communicate telepathically? Because I never see them talk per se, I, just, and they do stuff. 
You don't, I don't, yeah, I, I mean, you don't see them, like, talk in the show, but in, in, uh, that, that specifically, um, is from the Game of Thrones, a uh, Game of Thrones prologue, the book's prologue, when, um, the White Walkers, uh, uh, sorry, the others attack, uh, Waymar Royce and, and his, the other men of the Night's Watch, they, as they're killing him, they're like, uh, uh, Will, the, the, the prologue point of view character, as they're killing Waymar, Will says that they, uh, that they, like, make like a cackling laugh or yeah. something like that like and and they, they basically that they, they are communicating vocally with each other he can't understand them but he can understand that they're laughing Was, yeah. wasn't their voices like the sound of ice cracking yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like yeah like like imagine like someone like scraping their their yeah. fingernails on a chalkboard that's kind of how i feel like they probably sound and a lot of communication can be nonverbal. yeah i think and, in the show though they that's one thing they might expand upon is like the telepathic thing because they definitely set that up with Bran and the Night King in the show at least um, with the crows and everything and him kind of taking them over. I, I think it would be cool. I don't know how they'll do this, and but if you do see some sort of mental battle like that in the next season, I think that's a possibility. Uh, you mentioned um, other races that might be out there. Could you describe any that we? actually know about and there isn't there a whole other southern continent that we haven't seen yes yeah. yes yeah okay on um southros there is another race of people there there's the people of ib there's people in the the thousand islands that's yes. that's just to the east of ib and there's a whole lot of questions going around to shy yeah <laughs> we also have the um Ipikevron, which are these like children of the forest like people that are rumored to exist the dothraki talk about them and they're, de- they're described as being like very small, big eyes, loving trees. They sound very similar to the children of the forest. Whether they're the same related is unclear. But that's mentioned as- in SS as well. And, and honestly, like if you haven't read World of Ice and Fire, um, it's, it, it only touches on a lot of these. But it's got some really cool little like bits and pieces about you know, other other races and, and whatnot that exist in this world. And there's images, too, of yeah. those, of those yeah, uh, races some... and different people and, and sort of the dynamics of those cultures. But if you go and reading that, expecting your answers, um, you're just coming out with more questions. It's also true. Sorry to go back to the prologue with Waymar Royce, but it's like our, our best look at the, uh, at the others, especially in the books. Um, do you think they are coming south because the time because of some prophecy because uh they know that the time is right or is basically what's what's driving them to do this now is there something that's happened uh south of the wall that's making them think this is the time or is there to the extent that you you have a theory why are they coming south as of 300 ac or, or 297 ac or whatever it is with Waymar Royce, it, it, they, it's like they basically set a trap, and mm-hmm. when his, they are, they're approaching him cautiously, and when his sword breaks, when it hits one of their swords, then they just kind of, that's, I think that's when they laugh, mm-hmm. and one of them says something, and it's, it has a mocking tone. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, it, it sounds like, is this guy supposed to be a fighter? Why is he up here without a Valyrian steel sword? Mm-hmm. Um, like they were expecting the Night's Watch to be ready for them with Valyrian steel weapons, and is it possible that on that chance encounter, they figured, well, no one south is ready for us. They've forgotten about us and are coming down now. 
Well, I think if you believe in the, the prophecy of, you know, Azora High and Azora High Reborn, and, you know, you also believe that there's some sort of magical attunement and that there are more, that race is more in tune with magic than other races, um, you know, the birth of Azora High, which somebody is Azora High, okay? Somebody who's alive right now is Azora High. And, you know, the, the dragons coming back into this world, all these things are, are kind of red flags in addition to the cyclical nature and the timing of this. You know, we're coming up on the thousandth Lord Commander shortly. We should see that, which, you know, are all things which say the time is right for them to come south. Yeah, I don't have a particular theory on why, like the one that I favor on why they're coming down. Um, what was I going to say? I kind of just forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> It's Monday. It's okay. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I got my coffee. I'm like so sleepy right now. Um, it was good too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if any of you were in our uh, Looney Theories panel last night, but um, you know, it's all brand. Every every brand, all, everything is about brand. But that actually kind of like leads us into uh, talking about. I don't know. What do you want to do next? Weirwoods or wargs? Because we got both with him. Oh, well, we got a couple questions. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. In terms of how uh, the White Walkers communicate in, in the show, I can't remember exactly, but maybe you guys can answer. Um, what clues in terms of how uh, the Night King interacted with Viserion when he blew down the wall? How did he command him to do the fire? Was it just no? Well, just, you know, I think there's a, there was a debate for a while, at least online, on some stuff that I saw on whether Viserion was basically a dragon other or whether he was a white thrall, like whether he was a slave or whether, and I think someone put online, I think for the Emmys, they put the script up for that episode, um, because they had to submit it for the, Emmy, for the Emmys, and basically in the script, he is an other, so I think he's able to, they're able to communicate telepathically, that's the vibe I got, that he basically is a dragon other. Well, and the way he's killed is, is you know, as similar as it can get, I guess, in that situation to how they create, yeah. uh, you know, more of themselves. So, and I think that, but it does. It is interesting because that kind of highlights the the relationship with dragons and that bond. If you read a lot of the novellas and some of the extra material um, on this, you deal a lot more with dragon riders and that special relationship with dragon riders. There's usually a one to one relationship. You can't just hop on somebody else's dragon and say giddy up. Yeah. You know, it's it's a semi, I would say, almost you know telepathic. There's a bond there. It's yeah. It's it's not um it's not, it's not warging, but like it's it's something it's something close to that because like like Andrew said, um, the Targaryens. You know, once a dragon is one of theirs, it's one of theirs. Um, in, in the Sons of the Targaryen, uh, Sons of the Dragon panel on Friday. Yeah. We were talking about how, you know, Balerion was <clears throat> Aegon the Conqueror's dragon and then his son Magor waited around because he wanted he wanted Balerion. He wouldn't take a lesser dragon. And as you know, sure enough, like it took him it took him a while, but uh, eventually Aegon the Conqueror was gone and, and some years later Magor claimed Balerion for his own and then Balerion was his, um, you know, for the rest of his life. So, so Danny has Drogon. The other ones, even though they might like her, they're not her dragons. Drogon's her dragon. Well, what I think is interesting is she actually speaks to her dragons. They don't have much much Mm -hmm. indication, at least in the show, that she has much telepathic connection to them. 
And when I think some of that, I think is probably just how the show has to show us these things. And we also haven't really, we haven't seen, uh, you know, Viserion and, and the Night King like interacting with each other all that much other than that one, other than that one bit um, where, and, and also he doesn't, we've never heard him talk. No. So, uh, you know, so, so with, with them, it might really just be a straight up. Like that's how he communicates with anybody, with yeah. or, or at least with the other, the other others, the other White Walkers. <laughs> the other others. We're lost right here. Um, where are we? Where are we? No, no. I mean, I really want to hear you guys talk about words, but first, I um, I I'm maybe you can help me figure out the timeline, which I think the show confused me on because. The show says the children of the forest <coughs> created the knights, Night King, which is not a thing in the books. And also, as I understand it, the pact between the First Men and the children happened way before the first long night. Plus, you know, we know from like the five forts and stuff, which are awesome, and I want to learn more about, that the long night spanned the globe. And then um, we, we know that the when they uh talk when they confronted Royce in the prologue that they like seem to be looking out for Valerian steel and it's just a normal sword but I can't figure out where Val did Valeria exist old Valeria exists during the long when the first long night I didn't think it did so is it just the I'm just confused <laughs> about how the time fits together or can George R. R. Martin just not do math that's also an option. Well, well, that's what I was going to say to his earlier, that I wonder, too, because the, the timeline is confusing, and I wonder if if in the books, like, it's supposed to be confusing. Like, maybe that's part of the deal is they don't really know either. Because um, you get a timeline of humans versus children of the forest fighting. They make a pact. White Walkers come. They fight together to get the White Walkers back. And in the show, it confuses it because you have the children of the forest making the White Walkers. Presumably, they realize, oh, we did something bad. This isn't how working how we thought it would. And then they team up. So I don't know if the sh I mean, maybe the show is just changing it. But also, I wonder why they would change something that important if it wasn't also going to be con confused or changed in the book a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The thing about the Valyrian steel, they could have been looking for dragon glass because that's what they used to fight them off earlier. <clears throat> yeah, it's, 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 it's a one or the other thing. Like, they, they can use the dragon glass or they can use Valyrian steel, um, but those are the only two things that will actually yeah, take care of that. And, and it, it seems surprising that, you know, the force that's supposed to be prepared and, you know, protect against them isn't equipped for correctly when they previously had seen them fight with a vigor with completely um, using this, these weapons. Do we have any additional uh, White Walker-specific questions? Yes. I know the answer to the sword question. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's evidence there. There's, there was an ancient advanced society long before the Valyrians that made mm -hmm. Valyrian steel. Yeah. They called it dragon steel back in the day. Because the Westerosi version of the Long Night, the hero that defeated the White Walkers carried a dragon steel sword. And that's probably 
where the Valyrians learned the technology from later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think there's a lot um, that I, I'm, I really want to learn about the Great Empire of the Dawn and how that relates to the Valyrians. Yeah. And the Valyrians conquered, they were conquerors, you know, they conquered and assimilated a lot of people into their culture. Yeah, because there's evidence, like I said, because a shy is made out of a black stone and you mm-hmm. find that same black stone in West Rose and everywhere else, there's a lot of evidence that that society spread, like you said, all yeah. over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we have a question right here. Oh, no. Well, I just wanted to go back to the ice <laughs> dragon because it makes, all, it makes all sense to me when Bran Stark is the Night King because then he could have warped in. But when you say that he was created, then I'm like, mm, even if he was created, I, still, I don't think that rules out the possibility that Bran is the Night King. And I'm just going off of what... Yolian said when he basically yeah. told Bran that he was the only part, he was the only warg that they ever knew of that could warg into people and um, animals. So, so then it just makes sense to me. It's like, oh well, that's the reason why he was able to claim him because he's like a master warg. I I think we could pretty much assume the Night's King is probably a Stark. Because like, mm-hmm. like his name was stricken from all the records and stuff, but it was probably a Stark. I mean, Old and says it. <laughs> yeah, and and um, well, and honestly, uh, Bran, <laughs> Bran is everywhere, controlling everything through uh, Weirwood.net over there. Um, but I mean, like honestly, um, the 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 thing to I think think about or, or remember is that regardless of because Bran, Bran is like the the most powerful warg in a very very long time. I mean, I think even like we're given uh, the the Vermeer Six Skins chapter at the beginning of um, Dance with Dragons. Uh, just it's it's a cautionary tale, but also to show us like th- hey, this is a really powerful warg. But even in reading that chapter, you can kind of if you think about it, you can tell that Bran is as a young boy, like far more powerful. I think some of that, you know, has to do with the loss of, you know, his, him, him, him not being able to walk anymore. You know, he's, he's lost this one ability. So this other one has become so much more heightened. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? No, I agree. And he's only going to get more powerful now that he's eating Jojen paste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jojen. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you brought up Varamir too, because you do get evidence that like there is other people who are at least attempted or somewhat successfully been in other humans. Um, Bran, I guess, because you have those three rules, right? That they that Varamir has. I'm trying to remember. There's you don't uh, don't warg into someone else, don't eat people, and don't mate with another animal while you're inside of an animal. Um, but and so and Bran doesn't know about those, and already he's eaten. Um, from cold hands I think and then also warped a human let's hope he doesn't go for number three Um, but the Vermeer chapter is really interesting too because you get an idea of of what it's like to be inside the weirwood net too a little bit because he I think I'm trying to remember exactly but he dies in front of that weirwood and he all of a sudden he gets like he starts seeing stuff sort of like when Bran has that thing of when he starts seeing across the world when he's with Bloodraven the first time and you kind of get an idea of what it's like to be in the weirwood net and what that kind of afterlife is like which is really cool Hi, um, I'm wondering if you have any theories about how the White Walkers could have gotten south of the wall without the dragon, because it seems to me that had 
the, the Wonder Team not gone north. Expand <laughs> 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 the Wonder Team. Yeah, Suicide Squad. They would have never destroyed the wall. They could have just ignored the White Walkers, and everyone would be ha live happily ever after south of the wall, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think they've been looking for that horn as well. Yeah, the horn, the of, horn of Winter, which is more of a thing in the books, obviously, yeah. and is talked about all the time, and it's speculated that I think Sam might have it now. Sam, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, yeah, the, in the books, you'll have, it'll be more of the horn. That's my my theory. I don't think it'll. It looked awesome when they blew down that wall in the last episode, but I don't know if it'll be exactly like that in the books. I think that was just like a cool visual um, for the show and in, in a quicker way to get through the wall. But I've always wondered too. I, like you know, if the ice is frozen around there, and you also have like the bridge of skulls and stuff. Why hasn't anyone just walked around? You know, I've always wondered. I don't well, think they, they tried. I mean, the whole thing is that there's very few garrisoned forts, but mm -hmm. one of the ones that's always garrisoned is, is the, the one that's guarding the Bridge of Skulls, yeah, okay. and then the, you know, I believe that's the Shadow Tower, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tower. Well, I mean, and the, the, one of the other things that the show, like, kind of touched on and then maybe just forgot about is that Bran... When he had that, and and again, this is this is like show verse only. Who knows if it'll happen this way in the books? Um, but like when Bran had that moment where he connected with the Night King, it was kind of like I think that that and the way they they might have even outright said it that like him doing that like would have basically gave them them permission to yeah. be able to cross the wall. And I also think that Martin is more likely to do something like that too. Um, and, and it's probably going to be a combination of things. Like do do we? Because there's the other thing. Do we think that you know, if, if like, let's say the brand thing is, is a thing, uh, is that going to, does that mean that they can only cross the wall in his vicinity or like, does he have to be around to, to kind of let them through the horn? If they blow the horn of winter and it actually breaks the wall, does it just break the magic that's contained in the wall? Um, or is it going to, is, is it the wall, the you know portion of it going to fall down? If the whole thing fell down, like that would destroy like a huge swath of Westeros, like the, of the North. So it, it, it's, um, j j and I mean, even with Viserion, like, like breaking down, you know, that one portion of the wall in the show, like was, that was not like, that was not like naturally or like, engineering like feasible for it yeah. to work that way <laughs> yeah uh, good evening congrats you guys did awesome this is awesome thank you uh it is i see a lot of houses get destroyed mm -hmm. uh -huh. gone in the yep. window of these series i'm watching this wiped out and now that my man's on that dragon and he's heading towards winterfell mm -hmm. is winterfell gonna get destroyed and then sam
they're gonna do maybe it won't be destroyed all the way but there's definitely gonna be some crazy terrible battle there for sure i don't know if they'll make it go more south that would be cool in the show i don't know how far they're gonna go but they're definitely something's going down at winterfell in the show next season for sure and by the way because he because he's the only one in the reach because they've really killed everybody else in the reach he'll be warden of the entire reach (laughs) (laughs) i I, I really think there's magic in winterfell it is one of the oldest keeps i mean storm's end we know has magic built into it um there's a lot of theories about you know stone dragon under winterfell and like what's going on with the hot springs so i do think there is like power in winterfell that will keep it from being destroyed at least entirely yeah yeah okay hi um just first question then a a quick statement about the knight's king with the dragon right quick and this is just that was just my anyway first question um with that portion of the wall falling, and I, I actually took the time to do an approximate equivocation calculation, one mile, 600 feet high, 12 nights across, and that came out to like 4 million cubic feet of ice crashing into the mm-hmm. narrow sea. Do you think that will be enough to cause a tsunami to wind up destroying Bravos? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if, if 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 like math and stuff was a thing in this in this series, then um, yeah, it probably would. Like that, it's a crap ton of ice. I'm surprised the show didn't do that because that would have been sexy, and that seems to be all they care. Like, a lot of people have tried to work out the whole how the seasons are working, and actually that's an interesting point. Like they, the maesters have suspected that the seasons were regular at one point. Um, but and talking about how the curvature of the world is, and George has said like, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> it's it's fantasy. It's there's magic, you know. <laughs> Alright, and then the uh, one thing as far as with the Knights King with the Dragon, my personal hypothesis is he's not going to stop at Winterfell just yet. He's probably going to go to every major graveyard and... I mean, why wouldn't you if you're him? Yeah. So that's just my hypothesis. That way he has even more undead to ravage Oh, he doesn't even need to go to the graveyards. There's been battles all over the place. Yeah. There's corpses yeah. that are yeah. all over Especially Westeros. Especially the Riverlands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great, he's going to raise Ramsay, right? <laughs> no. Mommy's <laughs> back. So, so um, getting back to warning, um, I, all right. So do we think that Bran can actually change past events? Or is it like a predestination paradox thing where if he thinks he wanted to change something in the past, he goes back in the past and and then finds out that everything ended up the same. Like with Hodor, if he wanted to change it, he can't because he ended up causing it in the first place. So if every time he goes back to the past intending to change the present, he fails, then he actually cannot change the past, right? I'm not too sure, but I, I don't know which one I, I believe. But I do think, and t- like it would almost be like over. Bran is overpowered and it's awesome, but I think it would be too much if he was controlling everything and nothing else mattered. That would be a little disappointing to me, just because um, it would just feel like you know there was never any reason to be rooting for all this other stuff anyway. But one of my favorite theories, and I don't think this is happening, but what is cool, a uh, cool theory is that Bran. It is going back in time. He's really Bran the Builder, and all these characters now are the characters from history, and that he's like retelling it back in time, and that's how it became a legend. That's one of my favorite, like, crazy theories out there, but that would be awesome. 
And but yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, and remember, he's a foolish kid. He's still, especially in the books, very, mm -hmm. very young. This is a preteen. So even if you say, hey, you can't do that, you immediately try to do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually that, um, I, I, I agree with Rebecca that if Bran is, is really controlling everything, that's going to be kind of disappointing, like that that's the end game. And I, I don't really think that it's the case, but it's... Definitely some of the more popular theories, especially, you know, revolving around Bran are the ones where he, you know, he was Bran the Builder. He's the one who made Mad King Ares go, you know, like, like he, he's the one who caused that break. Obviously, the guy was nuts to begin with, but like Bran is the one that caused him to like just go off the deep end completely. I think we'll like maybe see like we, with the Hodor thing, I think we maybe might see a couple more instances of some time stuff, but I don't think it'll just be like. The end of it is Bran changing all this stuff in history, and that's it. Oh, I, in my opinion, I think Blood Raven probably messed some things up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A good point. Yeah, that yeah, we have to remember that Blood Raven has been has been doing this for a long time already. I mean, he. When did he join the Night's Watch? I mean, it was it was it was it was, yeah it was post Duncan Egg. Yeah, yeah, it was so it was, it was post Duncan Egg, but it's still been eighty something years, ninety years. Um, and he 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 didn't was not part of the Night's Watch for very long before you know he disappeared. Oh, also, um, this isn't necessarily directly White Walker Warg or Weirwood related, but it is Blood Raven related. At WorldCon a couple weeks ago, Martin did say that Blood Raven has um, dark sister. Dark sister, the Valerian steel sword with him north of the Basenial wall. Sword, yeah. yeah. I love it. Honestly, if Mira or Arya got that and were dark sisters, that would be so awesome. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the current the current theory um, amongst some people I know who are really in love with the reeds um, oh, is that Mira is going to be like the next sword of the morning or something like that. So, <laughs> um, but regardless, yeah, like like someone, I, I mean, Bran is going to get that sword, I would assume, and and I'm going to guess it's going to end with Arya. Um, Although, his dark sister, his dark sister. This is magical, <laughs> so we will mention that Dawn is not Valyrian steel. It's yeah. something different. Yeah. 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 Asteroid. Yes, meteorite, yeah. probably. Yeah. It makes um, me wonder about that is, like, how, were there maybe meteor, meteorites a lot, like, maybe a long time ago, like Age of Dawn? Yeah, well, maybe. That, maybe. that even gets me, this would be too deep, but that even gets me into the theory of, like, the cracking of the moon. And the, that's oh, yeah. where the dragons come from, and the meteorites, and dawn, like, uh, that's an endless, <laughs> which I love, but yeah. Uh, question over here? Yeah, well, I was actually, your discussion kind of helped with my, um, I guess, question. You know, everybody kind of goes back um, in my group to the Iron Throne, and, you know, I personally think I, I like the idea of Bran being the builder, okay, to an extent, or at least an influential, whether he made things worse or not, we don't know yet. But, um, you know, the creation of the Iron Throne, we all know it's made of swords. A lot of people think there are Valyrian steel in that throne. Do you think that's gonna come into play with, like, if Bran's the builder, maybe he, did that on purpose to give his like family stockpile the Valyrian steel into yeah. the throne to use later on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do know that the throne, uh, like, cuts and kills people it doesn't like. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, like, 
that's not something I'd ever really heard before. Um, I'm, and I'm torn about it. Like I like it, but also I feel like we're, we're told there's so little Valyrian steel in this world. I, I would be, I, I, I would be a little bit surprised if anyone, in, including, you know, Aegon the Conqueror would, would have, I mean, I, I don't even like, melted it down. I, obviously there's still some swords in the throne, I think. And I'm, I'm not even talking book, you know, book, uh, a show throne. I'm talking the book throne that, that there's some art of it. If you, if you look it up, it's, it's ridiculous. And you can tell there's still like full swords just like chilling in there. But I would be surprised if they would, if, if, if someone would say, Oh, there's very few Valyrian steel swords and they're super, super valuable, valuable, but I'm going to stick a couple in this throne. And, and it would lose its symbolic value. It's supposed to be the iron throne, the swords of the conquered, you know, all their swords put together, no, yeah. their thousand swords were not enough to beat the dragons. They were melted down. And now, the Targaryen's butt is plopped on it. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and also um, with, uh, I had a point and I lost it immediately. It's all right. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll remember it five minutes from now. <laughs> Do we have? Question. Um, moving to Borgen, what is the story of the Borgen Kings? is being fulfilled. <laughs> is there a prophecy about works? Well, probably. Or whatever it is, who who died. His name starts with an O. Thank you, Oral. Um, 
and then uh you know there's a guy who taught Vermeer so there's not a ton of them but like they exist and you know the other thing about the Stark kids is yeah um Bran is the only one that really has the ability to do like to, to really like affect things and do this stuff well like there's Rob probably you know did some minor like warging with Grey Wind uh John definitely we see him do it with Ghost but it's it's always like an in the moment thing and I don't think I think it's just to show that they have they have this ability that it exists in them but like none of them I don't think have what Bran has in terms of the level of their ability or are going to really even you know go much further than this Arya sort of yeah, Arya yeah well they all seem like they have some level of working ability but Bran is the green seer yeah yeah, yeah. speaking of Bran uh, do you think the werewolves limit his powers and that may make him like, in other words he has to have one in the vicinity to project through and that's why they cut them down because mm-hmm. he just figured out that, that these trees were letting this stuff stuff happen and, uh, and and where do you think they come from, etc. I I do think when the first men and stuff started cutting them down, it was because they were suspicious of the children, and I do think they help amplify it. But we do have that scene. I think it's in the books where, you know, he starts out with the weirwoods, but then he starts like seeing all around the world. He he starts looking at a shine. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to see it. He sees dragons flying around. So I do think it like to start, you need the weirwoods, but eventually, if you're good enough, you can kind of move past that into greater things. We have, does somebody have a mic? Okay, I have a question about magic uh, versus religion in Ice and Fire in general. Mm-hmm. It's not specifically related to these, so if you like, I'd skip it or wait to die. Go ahead, yeah, do it. Okay, all right, bear with me. We've been jumping around. <laughs> so I've actually asked uh, Ice and Fire you know, experts uh, before, and I'm still waiting for someone who has some sort of insight to offer. It's regarding the books and Martin and his perhaps personal, I don't know, uh, bias on religion, or maybe somewhere where this is going to go in the story, I'm not sure. Take for given that the faith of the seven is analogous to, like, the Catholic Church in medieval Europe, right? Okay. And then, my question is, like, what do you take, what significance do you take from the fact that he treats it differently? than every other faith in the entire story. You've got green seers, uh, red priests, mages, uh, blood witches, all of these different people like that. Every one of them, he gives you an, a, some scene, some example of where their stuff is based in reality. With all of them, at one point or another, when they, when they uh, call on their faith and their gods, shit gets real. Demons are summoned, prophecies are delivered, the dead are resurrected. Whereas the Faith of the Seven, he explores from a purely like political, almost sort of anthropological, you know, like its role in society and mediating between the classes. And, and there's no evidence whatsoever that they have any substance to their to their religion. And I'm curious, like, what do you, what do you take from that? Was he just more Jared Martin, just like a Latin Catholic and? I think there's a theme going on of how terrible we've been to nature and a lot of these religions that you see having some sort of power wherever it's coming from mm-hmm. have something to do with nature whether it's like the trees and the old gods or even fire being a part of nature and the one that doesn't is the one that was created by the Andals who you know came in and 
chopped down trees and did a lot of terrible things to nature. And so that's, I think that's kind of, I mean, it's not the theme of the book, but I think it is a theme that, you know, the stuff that has to do with nature and all this, all this stuff is the ones that actually show some sort of power. I don't really believe that there's like specific powers you're strong from. I think it may be more of like a magic in different forms. Like, you know, I don't think Rabor is a real god person that's doing stuff. But I think they are calling some sort of fire magic through that religion. Yeah, I um, we actually talked a little, we touched on this very, very briefly yesterday in the religion in high fantasy panel. But like, I really do believe that what Martin is saying is that nature like subsumes religion. Um, it's not about human power, which is kind of what the faith of the seven is about. It's a very political religion. Um, you know, it, only the old gods really work harmoniously with nature. So I, I do really think it's about, he's trying to tell a story about like a balance with the, you know, with the nature in his, in this world that he's created. So I, I, I think it's probably, there is something about his history that, you know, made him write it the way he did. But I, I don't think it's just a general, like, I don't like the Catholic church cause I was raised in it and I left, you know, the, the religion. I, I, I really do believe he's trying to tell us that this is not about human power. It's about the power of, you know, of, of the natural world. And, and if you look at some of his other works, like Tough Voyaging, I think is a great one. You see his love for environmentalism and nature and, you know, that part of the environment. And a lot about the, the religions in the Westeros and whatnot is like, there's a lot of question of was there a religion and then magic with the religion or did they have magic and build a religion around it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of the ones that have persisted with the seven. Like I know there are lots of theories that they are at work and it's just a lot more subtler, but like there's, there's, there's been the theory about um, Cersei pregnant and like, or, or each of the Starks represented or different characters represent a thing. different person reborn on earth. So that there, it's still out. Like, yeah. there, there still could be something mm -hmm. going on there, or it could be Martin showing his... Well, I mean, and the other thing is we don't, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot more of, like, because of the, the Weirwoods and whatnot and what's going on with the brand, we're seeing a lot more of you know, the, the magic, well, and even, even with, you know, Mel, like when we get the glimpse into Melisandre's mind with her point of view, like we see more of that magic. We don't really have that sort of connection with the, with the faith, at least not yet. I think too, there's like an irony of the fact that like the people that feel so, um, or look down on these other religions, theirs is the one that hasn't been shown to have any power. You know, you have all these people in King's Landing who think they're so great and they're a little pompous and stuff and they're looking down on the old gods or these other people, but their religion is the one that hasn't shown anything and these others have shown pretty awesome power. Yeah. Um, going back to, it, it sounds like, the, like the, the confluence or convergence, like just all these events happening and magic coming back and someone mentioned how, just statistically how abnormal or, and, and impossible it should be for six um, kids slash cousins all in one family to be wargs. Um, how how old is, is young Griff? Uh, like uh, 15, yeah. 16. 15, yeah. So he's, he's roughly Rob's age. I think he may be a little bit older. And Varys says that uh, the night young Griff was born, there was a comet over King's Landing. Um, so if comets are these open do you think common, uh, comets are more than omens? Um, is there some link? To, are, are the comets specifically causing a return of magic because of a comet? 
was coming by 16 years ago, around the time Rob is born, and all the other star kids are born, and they're all wards all of a sudden, and there's this resurgence, and then the, the next comic, the red one comes. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is it is it when Danny's dragons are born? Yeah, it's in the sky, I believe. And and this was at Worldcon also. Someone asked if the comet's coming back, and that was one of the ones that George said uh, he's not telling. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. I, I, I think it's definitely a correlation, but it's it's yet to be seen whether it's causation, and I think that's the that's the issue there. Like I don't think the comet itself is some magical comet giving people powers, but I do think it's like one of the the signs, you know, like of many. That of course, he's done that in his science fiction <laughs> works, right? He's done that where there's been like comets that come and, and that brings cool. a doom to the planet. That's tough voyaging again, but. Uh, and there, there's also that one religion, I'm, I'm forgetting its name. It's like Starry Night or something. Oh, oh yeah, Church of the Starry Night. Yeah. Yes. That, that's like yeah. one of the really old ones and one of the ones that people are like, don't touch that one. Like that Which could is a be reference related to Lovecraft, as well. I believe. No, we had a Lovecraft panel. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, just two questions real quick. And, uh, I know that the white water that went through the wall, okay, and does anybody got to go take the black anymore? Because they're, 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 they're <laughs> uh, are there any more dragon eggs out there? And how will they get, get born if, if they're out there? Was who can bring dragons on as she can? Well, she hasn't burned out a whole bunch of people, but uh, I don't know. How to, I, there, I, any, any more dragon eggs I think there? there's definitely more in a mm -hmm. shy. Yeah, there, there's they, actually people say that there's still dragons in the in the shadow past the shy. So, but well, and there's um, there's eggs in uh, the um, Duncan Egg novellas. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the third one. Um, they talk about some of the eggs that are still in existence, and I think there's also some other writings where they mention them. Where these eggs never hatched, like they were stone eggs that that just like Danny's eggs originally were. They they're still out there too. Mm -hmm. Possibly even some in Westeros, like. So, um, and then on top of that, there's the, there's the, you know, whole theory or idea of like the, the dragon. I'm a big proponent of the dragon under Winterfell. So yeah, there, there are definitely eggs out there. That, that, that one's a pretty crazy theory though. That was one from Mushroom and he said a bunch of crazy stuff with the <laughs> eggs under Winterfell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I remember, uh, Maester Aemon in the books had mentioned that or one other way, so I'm not sure which one, thinking that the dragons may be asexual, that they oh, could yeah. be either gender mm -hmm. at will, and mm -hmm. that you have these dragons, they could, in their own way, hatch their own and give Danny more dragons. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, th I mean, they're supposed to be able to like, change gender, I guess, and I think that's what leads Mr. Amon to believe that the prophecy could be referring to Danny because dragons don't have a gender, so the prophecy doesn't necessarily have one either. Mm -hmm. Talked a lot about how um, a lot of this is happening around the Starks, and it's unusual. But the phrase "the North remembers," I'm wondering if they really, at one point, were supposed to pass all of this knowledge on, but they only now remember the phrase "the North remembers." They don't know what they were supposed to be remembering. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an interesting point. I know. I know the phrase they were talking about in reference to the Red Wedding, but as far as, like, I do think there may be something going on, that there was something in the past with the walkers and the children and everything else that humans have just forgotten, mm -hmm. but the White Walkers haven't forgotten, you know, and that might come into play. I don't Because we don't know what their motive is yet. We don't know why they're so mad. 
We're just waiting for Hal and Reed to explain everything to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how far does the north go, and what else might be up there? You mean the far, far north? I mean, well, if you look the at the land of always winter. Yeah, yeah. land of always winter. It tapers off. The map tapers off, but you could see that it could. Yeah, it could go much further. Um, any of the maps that you look if in you, the World of Ice and Fire. Look the World of Ice and Fire. World of Ice and Fire. Yeah. If, if you if you Google it, um, you you should be able to see like there's. Like they said, there's there's one that's like the full world of of you know, I don't know. Planet Planetos is is I think that's a fandom term, but um, there there's like full maps where yeah, it's you know it's labeled like the land of always winter, and it just kind of like disappears up into. I could be wrong, but I think Martin said someone asked him if they were connected at one point, yeah. and he said no. But I think he also said, but that doesn't mean. That they haven't been because you know you have on the far side you have the gray waste and the five forts and monsters apparently coming out of the gray waste and their version of the long night which is very similar to the white walkers coming out down into westeros so maybe there is a connection or there used to be or there's some sort of thing going on in there where there's you know two hinges of the world yes. blocking out monsters mm -hmm. i was just going to add on to what you just said there's also if you li listen carefully said oath of the night's watch they said i am the watcher on the wall Plural, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. suggesting that there's more than one. Mm -hmm. So the Night's Watch may have been much, much bigger at one point. Like you say, there might be an Essos version to do with the Black Forest. Yeah, there. and also like because the Children of the Forest had the the Hammer of Waters, or the mm -hmm. is that what's called? Yeah, yeah, Hammer of the Waters. And apparently, like they broke Essos uh, from Westeros once, and then they also broke the neck. Like they weren't as successful, but. If, if you believe it to be true, maybe something like that did happen once before. Yeah, and the, and the, the arm to Dorne. The, the, yeah, the arm yeah. of Dorne, that's what she was referencing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they could have broken the polar ice cap to kind of cut that off. Yeah, because, like, again, there is the Five Forts. We don't know a lot about it, but there um, there are, you know, the other race over there by Ib that might be children of the forest as well. We don't know what's going on in the shadow. There's a lot of people yeah. there that they're, they're just like, and then um, the, the, the other thing was, uh, like, we, we always know about Azura High and the Prince Who Was Promised, but there's also other, um, like, when you get into Yi and whatnot, there's, there's other people, and there have been women as well, has been the, the person who saved the dawn. So mm -hmm. there's, maybe there's lots. Maybe it's not I just John and Danny. I think multiple people. <laughs> Does somebody have a mic? Hey, um, I don't know if this has gotten discussed earlier, but... Um, do you guys have any thoughts about uh, Ibrahim's Kowathi, the oh, Yeah, there's so many theories. I don't know if I have one that I agree with. You know, there's so many people. Some people think she's a Shara. You know, there's so many things because she's so mysterious. I don't really have a favorite, although I can't wait to find out more. I definitely think she's been talking to Danny far longer than we think through dreams and the candles and everything else, and that's how she's been keeping an eye on her and trying to, um, you know, guide her path. She obviously wants her to go to a shy, and Martin said we won't see a shy, so I'm, we're not going to go there, but. You know, she does have, whether she's bad or good or somewhere in the middle, 
you know, I think she's working some sort of plot from a shy, and maybe she's more of like a Vera's little finger kind of figure. Of she's not necessarily bad or good, but she's working her own angle for whatever organization that she's affiliated with. She might even opinion. be like the the brand of a shy and just messing things up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> we got yeah. one more question. A practical question. I'm the newbie. Um, what the heck do the the White Walkers eat? Or are they sustained by magic alone? Yeah, they, they don't they don't take a brunch. They're just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think that uh, there, there's no information on that. Um, and I I mean honestly, like I don't know if it if it would really matter, but it, they can't. There's not really that much up there as we know. So my guess it's is it something like they're they are sustained by sort of maybe even just, if it's just a combination of magic and like something else that they can get from from you know the north that we don't really know about yet. And we see if Melisandre doesn't really need to eat or sleep as she gets yeah. older and more magical. So maybe it's something like that. I don't know. Well, we know what keeps her do we have time for one more? I think we can do one more question. One more? Just one more. We got two minutes. Well, I just wanted to speak to what you were saying about the other people and that those in the religion and the nature thing. I don't think that the 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 right um, the prophecy from from the Dothraki is out of the question either. Oh. And I just feel like, haven't processed it all the way, but I feel like that's coming back around. Um, Prince that was promised, and the fact that she would end up with another culture that has a similar kind of prophecy mm -hmm. just makes me feel like it's not all, oh, you, you ended up with them because your daddy is more like you ended up with them because the Dothraki has some significance mm -hmm. to that whole, um, I guess, war that we're about to see. I just haven't processed it. But that looks like, in my loony theory, I think somehow Kyle Drogo's gonna come back and he's gonna be born on fire, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what, one we're thing just that, Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I found interesting when I was like rereading to prep for this was, um, realizing that the Dothraki actually immigrated into mm -hmm. this portion of Essos. They actually used to be on the other side of the Mountain of Bones. And they don't know what caused it, but there was a great immigration where they just got got out. So like, I think they were over there when the first uh, uh, long night long happened night. and they just ran. Yeah. Um, we, we do have to wrap it up, guys. Sorry, because it's one o'clock. Thank you guys for coming. Um, don't forget to rate us in the app if you liked the panel. Five stars. If you didn't like the panel, five stars. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great rest of your con. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out my website, ageeksaga.com, or consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash ageeksaga.